Here we go. Hi, you fellas. It's him. Do we proceed? Yes. He is still only human. All of our lives, we have fought this war. Tonight, I believe we can end it. That's a nice trick. Huh. Upgrades. Mr. Anderson. Surprised to see me? So now he's found a way to copy himself. Now there's more than one of them. A lot more. What happens if I fail? Then Zion will fall. They need you. I need you. What if the prophecy is true? What if tomorrow the war could be over? Isn't that worth fighting for? Isn't that worth dying for? And welcome back to the Film Realcast, where we are going to do The Matrix 2, otherwise known as The Matrix Revolutions. And at the end of this cast, we're all going to decide whether we would have taken... Reloaded. It's reloaded, mate. Is it really? Oh, fuck. <laughs> I, did, I, did, I, did, I did watch... <laughs> and a whole spiel about what pill we're going to take. Are we going to take the blue pill? Would we have rather chosen the blue pill at the end or the red pill? And now, now, now I fucked you, haven't I? Now, did James watch the right film is the question. I did. That, that, is, that is the question. If, 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 if it has a white bearded man at the end confusing the hell out of everyone, yes, I did watch the right film. Okay. So you watched Bruce Almighty? Yes, <laughs> Evan Almighty. So much. Yeah. Uh, well, yes, yes. So some might say a better film. We'll see. We will see. Did the Matrix? Did this film live up to the first Matrix? We shall also see. Oh, that's easy ones to answer. I tell you, fuck it now. They are, aren't they? If I'm honest, Jesus. they are, aren't they? They are uh, indeed. Okay, okay, but quick, yeah. Quick, quick question then. A yes or no for a yes or no for both of you then? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> should the Matrix have? <laughs> should the Matrix have just stayed as one film? No. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. Oh. Hundred percent. Yeah. But the argument you've got is the first one was so good and it was so popular that they have to make a second one, don't they? No, they don't. They don't have to make. They didn't make a second Goonies, did they? Um, The second Lost One. They did make a second Lost One. What were they going to do with Goonies? What were they going to do? Well, what have they done in The Matrix? Because the way it ended, the first The Matrix, it was kind of, yes, you could have done a sequel, but it's all kind of tied up. Neo was the one. He had all these powers. He's like, I'm coming for you. You can't stop me. And it kind of left it to your imagination to conclude it in your own head, thinking, oh, are they going to win now? Because they basically got, you know, Neo. Um, so you yeah. didn't have to have a sequel, but they chose to. Why? I don't know. I mean, I don't think when they wrote The Matrix, they planned on another two films, did they? It wasn't like know, the George Star Wars thing. I'm not too sure, but they because ha- they make a fucking sequel for everything these days, don't they? And they have to do one little bit of glory and they'll fucking make a sequel and milk it. But I kind of feel that uh, the Wachowskis, this is my own, obviously, personal opinion, hadn't finished kind of pulling themselves off with how clever they are and what kind of elaborate storylines they could make. So they thought, fuck it, let's make a two and three. And then we can really wank ourselves off with complicated, pointless, padded out storylines. And that's what they managed to do. So, 
Well, yeah, would you say that I, I might I like this I... film? <laughs> yeah, you might like, like you might, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 no I'm, <laughs> I like the film, but I think if you had to give it one word, I'd probably say pretentious rather than anything that yeah. describes it for me the, the best. But I did like it. It's just that it didn't live up to the first one. That's all to me. And, I, yes, well, uh, Neil, yeah. you you like this film? You're a champion for this film, aren't you? What is it about this film that you really like? I'm a champion for the series because I just like the idea of it. Yes, it's not going to be as good as the first one because it was original and nothing had been done before. But I do like the fact that they were brave enough to try and finish the story, and rather than it being I don't know, let's say Terminator, for instance, where you had a very good first and second, then you know it fell off and no one really cared anymore. You had people like me that was very much invested in the story, and I, I liked the fact that they continued with it to show what he could do and what actually would happen, because there was lots of answer, questions that were unanswered, such as Agent Smith, what happened to him, and other bits and pieces. So I, I liked the fact that they explored it more, and... So yeah, I'm, I'm I like this film to be honest, um, and I'm surprised that you're as sort of negative as you are to be honest. But that's everyone's opinion. Well, isn't it? Right, so, no, I, don't, I don't dis I don't dis yeah, I don't dislike the film. I'm just I'm just saying it's not as good as the uh, as the first one, and I don't think it. You know, and it, and I was kind of when I saw the cinema the first time, it was I was kind of almost not quite disappointed, but kind of like expecting more it didn't if that i don't know if that makes any sense i was like oh well i kind of enjoyed it but i was expecting more that's the, that's the feeling i had after watching it the first time if you had to sum this up as in it was a wrestler what wrestler would it be <laughs> <laughs> it would be badass billy gun someone that had loads of potential and kind of squandered billy it at the gun. last minute jesus christ billy gun yeah, he won King of the Ring in 1999, so went up against the Rock at SummerSlam, and then downhill. He had a lot of personal problems, did old uh, so, Billy. He did. Yes, he did. Good old Billy. Good old Billy. You could have named anyone, and I wouldn't have fucking known, <laughs> apart from <laughs> Hulk Hogan the honky, and, and the, the Rock. Honky-tonk man. The honky-tonk man. Are they pro- honky-tonk man, Jesus <laughs> Christ. He came out of the guitar, but, um, didn't he? This film, I would have... I would have liked to be left wanting more. Like some things you kind of, I'd rather wish they would have made it, but quite excited that they didn't. So I could use my imagination. Like the office, the office is brilliant. They left that at the right time. And I didn't really milk it and like extras and different things like that. There were series that came on TV that were really good. And you think they were right to finish when they did. And I, I don't, I'm like James. I don't, dislike this film but i i find it very repetitious of the first one such as the fight scenes and i kind of i don't know if i'm just really hard to please or because i've seen it so many times that there was nothing new here that i thought fucking wow i like like the first one and i found the, some of the fight scenes which we'll talk about later on that went on so long that i got a bit mm. of fight fatigued I think that's where I struggled um, with a lot of it. And plus, I didn't understand half the fucking stuff they were talking about as well. It was like an exam at school. It really, really was. 
Yeah, it kind of reminded me of the... Sorry, sorry, Stu. No, go on. No, you're right. It kind of reminded me. You know, like, you know the the original Star Wars trilogy? The fight scenes in that Mm. were, you could argue, not as elaborate or long, but they had more meaning. And the fight scenes in this, yes, they were really good. But they went on for they went on for too long, and it was almost like for the sake of having a long fight scene, they just had a long fight scene. Where the fight scene in the first Matrix, especially when he meets and defeats his first agent, and the first time he does Mister Smith, they did seem to have a lot more meaning than they do in this one. And it almost seems like we're going to do all these special effects for the sake of it. And in the Matrix, it told the story, and the special effects helped along with the story with those fight scenes. And this one, it was kind of like too many fireworks, you know, in a way. Yeah, they picked the best bits out of the first one and milked it in this one. That that's what I felt. Mm. But it wasn't. Yeah. I, I don't hate this film. And if it was on again, there was nothing else on. Um, apart from Married at First Sight <laughs> Australia season seven, I'd watch it. So, but I mean, it does get off. To, and it's exactly the same cast as well, which I do like that you're familiar with everyone um, already, and you don't, apart from a, a few characters who aren't that important that you don't have to relearn all of the characters. Um, and I like that the ones that are new from Zion, um, I think it's, what's the name? It was Will Smith's wife, isn't it? I mm-hmm. can't remember her name now. But um, the introduction of, of the new characters, I, I really, really Charlie do Pinkett like. Smith. But I think that's it, yeah. I, I think she's great. I think she does action really, really well. Uh, and I think she's been underused in a lot of different things. But I, I, I had trouble with... Lawrence Fishburne, an actor who I do like in this. Um, and again, the special effects in this film sometimes really, really pulled me out that they were that bad. Yes, yeah. it kind but, of looked like a PlayStation 2 cutscene, almost. Yeah, there yeah. was a lot of issues with the... Um, but I think they tried to do too much with this one in relation to the CGI. There's a mm. quite a few fight scenes, isn't there? Which you can just, you know, mm. you can really tell that it's not them. Mm. Yeah, yeah, uh, and and even when Fishburne's talking and addressing the crowd, which we'll talk more about later on, that was terrible special effects, um, which had me looking at the special effects more than what was actually going on. But again, this bit was what is it, two thousand and four? Is it something like that? Isn't it two thousand three? So it, I suppose some of it can be forgivable. But I mean, the, the start of these films, like most of them, are, are really explosive. And I do like the start of this when you get uh, Trinity, for some unknown reason, and it's not yet explained, um, going to this main office, the security guards. And again, she's wearing a latex suit and she looks so fit. I do not know what it is about her that she just looks so fit wearing this. And why is it they all choose to wear kinky skin tight S&M clothes um, what is it about because this why they don't can. they wear suits or track suits or shit like that it's all kinky shit isn't it because they can, they can. Neil said, you can it's kind of like your avatar isn't it it's essentially you kind of choose what you want to look like in the matrix to a certain degree it's your you know it's like logging into a computer game and creating your own character yeah. I guess is the closest well, way of doing it if you want to go and look like you're from Stanwell or something, Stu, that's up to you. But it's, you know, I think a lot of people want to dress as what they can't normally. I suppose because I dress like that all the time, that I wouldn't dress like that. Exactly. That's the thing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sitting there now wearing skin tight leather chaps and a leather waistcoat. Even though no one's here with me, I just wear it. It's what I do. 
Can we video call it after this? Yeah. <laughs> I have to charge like I normally do. <laughs> That's well, I've right. got a set on. I've got a set on Babe Station straight after this, so uh, oh, perfect. <laughs> you can see me on there for a fee. Oh, excellent! <laughs> but at the start of this, it's really good. She jumps out the window. The special effects are very good, and she's shooting this agent, and she gets shot, and and it's like, a, is it a flashback, or is it a nightmare, or a dream? What is it? You really, really don't know. And I, I like it that he's still with uh, Trinity. And I was hoping she'd be with me by now, but it clearly has something's gone wrong in that relationship, <laughs> clearly. But it's interesting that when they're in kind of human form in Zion or wherever they are, that they're all dressed so poor. And whoever, as I said last time, whoever makes these woolly jumpers must be fucking raking it in because everyone wears <laughs> a woolly jumper, don't they? Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. right. I think they have to because it's cold because there's no sun. Um, ah, so I didn't know whether there was only more. one shop. Okay, th- potentially it could be the fact there's only one shop, uh, <laughs> a shit, a shit wool shop. Um, <laughs> they've only got one sheep, so they have to really eke it out. Hence why they've got loads of holes in them or something. <laughs> <laughs> they all look pretty scruffy, don't they? <laughs> yeah. Nice jumper and yours. Nice jumper. What you yeah, get? Christmas, you get it from? A jumper. The same, same place as you. Oh yeah. <laughs> what do you want for your birthday? I'll have a jumper. Nice choice. <laughs> what did you think about the fact we saw Zion this time? Uh, the shit hole that it is. What did you think about that? Yeah, it's good. It's it's nice to take them back to the city which they've spoken about in the first one to actually sort of see how they live and. And and stuff like that. So I thought it was quite a nice touch. What about you, James? What do you think? Yeah, I, I think it becomes even more important the fact that they went back to it in this film for the mm-hmm. second film because it shows everyone what you're fighting for. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And it's good that they they did it as a kind of a really run-down, very industrial kind of place rather than the picture they painted from the first one that's what the kind of picture they painted and they said that everything had been destroyed and it is pretty grey and bleak. But rather than have it all modern and skyscrapers and stuff like that, it it just wouldn't have fit in with the vision that uh, the Wachowskis had. I really do like Zion. I wish they would have stayed there a lot more and found out. I would have liked to have known a lot more about it. Okay. She, she, you don't really... I didn't... Well, unless I missed bits... I didn't really find out much about it or how it came about. And you do get the council there, which I do like, and how it's run. But that was about it, really, wasn't it? Yeah, you learn about the fact that it's run by machines and he has, like, the conversations with one of the high-ups. I forgot his name. God, grey hair. He's, I think he's quite oh, a famous actor. Yes, that's <laughs> the one. When he's, when he's talking about with the machines and, you know, Zion's run by machines, so he's really in charge. You kind of see the heart of it. Because Neo can't sleep, and that's a nice conversation. But yeah, you're right. You don't learn too much, do you, about it? No, I, I, unless Neil knows more about this, because I know you, you like this film a lot. No, it's just the city that in which they, it's the last surviving city on Earth. It's you know, the thing about this is, isn't it? It's more in relation to the prophecy and how Neo is going to save the humans from 
from the machines and stuff like that. It's nice that they spend some time there, but I think the whole point of this is the fact that it's the Matrix, isn't it? So for me, it didn't really bother me particularly that they didn't spend an awful lot of time there. Um, you do see more of it, obviously, as the trilogy goes on. Um, oh, do you? There's more in number three, is there? Yeah, there is, yeah. So you do see more of it and you get a lot more interaction with a lot of the the, the people that live there and stuff like that. So it's it. I get what you're saying, but you do get more of that if you persevere with the series. Yeah, obviously, which we, we definitely will do. Um, how? Because they're meeting, discussing, and everything seems to focus around Neo. And Neo always champion. Uh, sorry, uh, Morpheus always champions Neo and what he believes in. And I kind of wonder what the majority of, like, obviously in Zion and things like that, what the majority of people think of um, Morpheus and his kind of his belief, because he's regardless of what's happened, and even when people kind of doubted him, he's always gone on to say that um, the oracles does speak the truth and Neo is the one. Even when you've got, and I can't remember, you've got like the council. That old, the old guy in the council, um, like the, the the chancellor, does believe in him, but the majority of people, especially the other guys, like the captain, doesn't believe in him, and it, and you kind of wonder what's happened for them to believe in Morpheus more than anyone else. What's he done in the past? Is that something you find out later on, or not really? I think it's very much like a belief thing, isn't it? You either believe that this is going to happen, or it's not. Um, it's almost a bit like a religious thing that's how i take it because no one's actually seen it so they don't know for certain but there's a prophecy which someone will come along and help and save the human race from being basically wiped out by the machines so some people choose to believe it and others believe that it's a load of nonsense such as the the guy that's in control of the military has no has no part in it whatsoever he doesn't believe it at all he thinks that they can save themselves Whereas Morpheus obviously is a champion for this prophecy and has spoken about it probably many, many times um, to numerous people. And he's got quite a few followers. So it's I like it at most to religion, really. You either believe in it or you don't. And you've obviously got some people that are on the fence. Yeah. And yeah, I just wondered if there was something that what he's done in the past, because no one seems not really seems to question Morpheus and like later on when he wants a ship that he gets one he does get the support and then people appear to turn against kind of the council to a certain extent of what they believe but i mean it's good that you do get the agents come back when they're having a meeting with regards to what's going to happen and what they're going to do and regrouping to get an army that you get those three agents and i do like the fighting and i do love the special effects and i think it's great wire work especially when you've got neo floating in the air and he's doing the kicks but it's it just for me it just went on too long i don't know what you guys thought with this initial fight i liked it but it, it was hard work not for me i i didn't mind it to be honest this is quite a long film though isn't it to be fair it does it it is it, yeah it is a long film and yes. you, you're right it, you probably could have cut some of the fight scenes down a little bit but like you say, the wire works so good. It's sort of, it's just quite enjoyable, really. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And the flying thing, mm. I take it that's because 
it's all a computer program and he's learned how to program himself of how to fly is it just as simple as that well yeah he's learned how to bend the rules hasn't he so you saw at the end of the first one didn't you that he flies off yeah so that's basically it really he's he's obviously the only one that can do it but he's yeah he's bent the programming or you know because obviously it is just a program to keep people sane whilst they're in these jelly sacks so he's he's basically twisted it enough to be able to do what basically whatever he wants so why can't everyone else do that then because they haven't got the ability that he has because they're not and that's explained at the end of the film yeah yeah yeah. Oh, is it? Fuck me! I must have lost so much of this. Honestly, mind you, I fell asleep <laughs> with um, the, the last James Bond film. I fell asleep twice at the cinema watching that. So, wow. oh, don't wow. don't get me started on that. Don't get me started on that film. I've not seen it, so don't. Okay. Don't. Oh, I saw Halloween Kills tangenting off last night, and uh, it's yeah. It, I really wish that we could that everyone could see that now, and that we could review that film because. We did the 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 last one, didn't we, with Jamie Lee Curtis? Mm. Just, we did. And I, as it's a straight carry on, I I thought when I watched it last night, I really wish we could review this now because <laughs> there's so much to talk about on that film. I won't I spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it yet, but it's. Is it better than James Bond? Uh, oh, God. that's too long a pause. That is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is for me. Yeah. Okay. It's a completely yeah. different type of film, though, isn't it? Let's be honest. You can't compare the two. One's... Oh, God, yeah. 100%. 100%. It is <laughs> it so is violent, though. It is really violent, this one. I love the violence in it. It's so full on. Needless violence, a lot of it. And it's very entertaining. But, yeah, it is hard to compare. It'd be like comparing Halloween to the Goonies, which one's better. Yeah. Yeah, okay. But 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 you can definitely say which one you enjoyed more. Oh, I enjoyed uh, Halloween a lot more. Yeah, and plus yeah. Halloween's only just over an hour and a half long, so it's I know, much I, easier to bear. I mean, I, I watched the first one the other day, and it amazes me how little blood there is in it. Yeah, that's probably one of the scariest ones. Oh, they make up for it in the second one. Honestly, they really, really do. It's yeah. yeah. Jamie it's, Lee Curtis posted a lot of um, pictures. Of- whilst they were doing it on the Instagram and stuff with buckets of blood and stuff. So I guess yeah, it's going to be pretty gory. Yeah. Mm. The Rob Zombie one was really gory, wasn't it, when they did the remake there? Yeah. That was, that was really gory. That, like a bit, almost like, oh God, was it too much sometimes? But there we go. Yeah, it, it was, yeah, it's, it's much better than the Rob Zombie one. I really like this. I like the violence in it. I have to say it's good fun like John Wick kind of violence it's like fucking hell didn't need to do that but I enjoyed it um, <laughs> that's what I did all through it but um, back to this film so th- their plan is that they know well uh, the, the machines are coming and what I'd actually want before we another question I've got is when you've got Agent Smith, Agent Smith appears and he can multiply. He's been freed. And I know this because Neil explained it to me. So it's not because I've worked it out. But <laughs> when um, when Morpheus jumped into him, he broke his program down and freed Agent Smith, didn't he? Neo. Yeah, yeah Neo jumped into yeah. him. Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, when Neo jumped into him. And 
but now he can multiply and he doesn't have to wear his earphones and the the bit in this where agent smith manages to kill two of um the, the matrix people i don't know what they're called the zions and just as he's about to <laughs> the zionesses just as he's about to go down the telephone so agent smith picks it up and he gets kind of like sucked down the telephone line but what i don't understand is agent smith is a computer program but then he's gone into what i believe is the real world with humans taking over one of them i think i couldn't understand how he managed to do that because he's a computer program only living in the matrix not in the real world yes yeah basically you're right somehow he's been able to manipulate turn into that person in the matrix and then obviously however you go in obviously you go in through these wires don't you that are plugged into the back of your head yeah and you obviously go into the matrix he's somehow been able to figure out he can then be sent back to the body yeah i, I saw it as if you kind of copy and paste it on the guy's brain because essentially yeah. we are kind of like computers just mm. biological biomechanical if you want to look at it that way with the brain um, and our brain's like a massive hard drive. Obviously, there's a lot more to it, isn't there? So yes. it didn't. I can't. Yeah, I kind of just accepted that he could do that. I guess. So if you're born in, uh, you're not kind of born in like the, like the egg sack. Mm. So, can you, so you can't go in the matrix then, can you? Because no. you can't get plugged no. into it. No, no. So that's why the people in Zion, like the the guy that flies the ship, he's he's a natural born human he hasn't been manufactured by the machine so those type of people would you know they fight for zion in the third and as it goes on to that and they help pilot the ships and stuff so very much like dozer and um the other guy that didn't really tank. do much tank in the first one they're there to help but they they've never been in the matrix they can't go into it all righty okay that makes sense because I was thinking, uh, will it get to a certain time in the future if people aren't freed from the like the egg sacs, where everyone is naturally born, and no one will be able to get into the matrix? That that's what will happen in a kind of in a scenario, isn't it? Really? Well, it's it's whether the people that are in the matrix in those sacs are able to wake up from their dream, which is what which is what Morpheus. Is basically goes around and does he wakes them up right. he sort of fr he frees them because they've got enough sort of awareness that they know that something isn't right right so his prophecy because like we said before you know there was obviously the, the news clippings wasn't there on neo's computer yeah. when he was picked up it's because obviously this story's rumbling around for the people that have come across it and start believing in it and he frees those minds and then they will live in Zion and help the fight that way. Right, fucking hell. Imagine if it was like a, a complicated story. <laughs> <laughs> it really is in my brain. Seriously. I think I understand it. And it's only when I get on these podcasts that I start talking about it that I realise I actually fucking haven't understood it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so good. That's what happened, isn't it? Uh, no, Stuart, you've got it wrong there. Thank you very much. <laughs> Excellent. But um, yeah, you when they're back in uh, Zion, you you see that 
Neo's kind of held in like a a prophecy where everyone is leaving gifts at his door. And again, putting it out there, I take it they're doing that to try and save people who are in the the, the, the egg sacks or something. Why are they trying to give him presents? Because he's the Messiah, basically. He he can do things that no, he's the one. So they're hold his sort of followers, if you like. Right. So it isn't to save anyone in particular. It's just purely because they're crawling up to him, being creepy crawlies. Base. Yeah. <laughs> you want to put it in that way? Yeah. They just they're giving him. Faith he's the Messiah. Him. He's not. He's a very <laughs> naughty boy. <laughs> exactly. He is a very naughty boy. He just wants to put his his wand in old uh, Trinity. Um, yeah, I know that. And he so can't because he has to. He has to deal with them first. That's very true, and it must be very frustrating when he's got a full-up tank and uh, a woman yeah. have a loaded gun, yeah. and he's, and he's got to allowed. these other people first. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> the the bit I mean, I really first started to kind of think, oh fuck on, is when <laughs> they get to, they're having that massive speech and everyone is there, and they call up much to a very disgruntled captain. Um, I can't think of his name now, the captain in this. Um, but you get the impression that he wants to address everyone in Zion and give them like a, a rousing speech. But Morpheus does it with shocking <coughs> special effects. And then you kind of you can see that Councillor Hammond is backing Morpheus's philosophy with Neo being the one. Mm. And he gives that speech and everyone kind of goes fucking mental and uh they all start dancing and shit like that, don't they? Yeah. And that, I, I, it really annoyed me because everyone's good looking. No one's fat. They're all having like some kind of mass orgy involving hundreds of people. And it really took me away from what this film is about. It just, it was so needless, you know? How is it needless? What What was wrong with it? It just... I couldn't see the point of them doing it. I, I, I would like preferred it to be very military. Like we're an army. We need to win this. We, this is what we're going to do and address them. But then they turn it into some kind of fucking rave and they start rogering each other. And it just, <laughs> and the music started playing and it reminded me of like, wow. like the Ewoks in return of the Jedi banging those drums and stuff like that. I just thought, ah, oh, this is just, this is just, to have a soundtrack on the album this is to sell the album this is it's just wank oh dear. but and you didn't yeah. even see fucking trinity's boobs when she was giving um neo one which if you're going to do stuff and you're going to rate this film then you need to see a bit of boob well, yeah yeah that's not what i want but <laughs> I, I just didn't like I found this to be very padded out and I didn't need it, honestly. I, I was quite angry. Clearly, clearly. Um I mean I don't know how you feel about it, James, but I like this scene because it I just shows right. yeah, yeah. It shows the human human side of it, isn't it? Yeah, and it showed you how, I think also the shot it showed you how many people are actually in Zion. It gave you yeah. a clear indication of oh my and it showed there's way more than even I thought when I first watched it. I was like, wow quite a lot of people that they're fighting for because his speech was good in the sense that he sort of said look you either believe in the philosophy or not philosophy on in in this what i believe in or not the prophecy sorry 
Or, but either way, you know, we fought these guys before and we've won and we're still here and all this rhetoric and it, you know, just to get everyone going because they've just been told, oh, by the way, there's thousands of killer machines that are drilling right through to us. Rather than mope about and be a bit, you know, miserable about it, let's get fucking pissed, shag each other senseless and have a good time. And then we're, you know, you might as well go happy, aren't you? It's, I, I, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying it's I, I i kind of i didn't really like i preferred which is weird especially if you, there was boobs involved but i preferred <laughs> the relationship between kaz and Liv when it flashed to them that he wants to go out and fight and she's like well i've got the family here and you're leaving again i never see you i like the more human that human side of the struggle rather than he gave a fucking speech and then let's have a party about it and it just oh. didn't float my boat but it's good i mean it's great that we don't be honest i mean it's it kind of goes to show that they they're fucking wrong <laughs> <laughs> go to show they're a bunch of wankers oh dear i just but, i hope i don't get trapped at the end of the world with you Stu, because as much as i love you you're a right miserable bastard aren't you <laughs> oh, i can't believe you i want it to be I'm military the... i want us to sit there and rub our guns and I'm the fun no, man. No, well, not according to this. You don't want to have a well, I'm not <laughs> have a massive yeah. orgy. No, you just want to rub rub a gun and hope. I'd to rather see rub. A, a, I'd a rather rub my wet <laughs> 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 okay. Rub his gun, uh, hoping for more than side boob. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, yeah. Tim, can you get your tits out? Yeah, fucking hell. Oh come on. <laughs> If, look, if I've watched 39 minutes of this, I want boob as a reward. <laughs> I honestly do. I think I deserve it. I really, really do. But you do get the bit where um, that guy who's been kind of possessed by Agent Smith down the phone line um, is trying to kill uh, Neo. And then Neo's young kind of follower calls him out. And unknowing to Neo, he actually does save his life by doing that. And he wants to join up and you can see what's going to happen later on. That at some point, this guy is going to get his hero moment. And in fact, he does. Did you find that this was the, the fact that they used the robots to move everything around that they stand in was a real rip off from uh, aliens film. Massively. Yeah, it was good. Don't get me wrong. Special effects were, felt a little bit stop motion for me, but I, I enjoyed it though. I did like that. They are cool, aren't they? Yeah, I think they're wicked little models. I think they're so, so good. I think I would have preferred stop motion rather than anything else. I think like Robocop stop motion. just You know it's stop motion. You can't fake a stop motion, but I really do like those effects. Yeah. I think they're excellent. Um, you see Neo going to see the Oracle, and it's kind of changed from last time we saw the Oracle when he went to the block of flats. There's this um, like the Chinese guy there who we learn... Um, it's really, really good at martial arts. And rather than kind of taking Neo's word for who exactly he is, he wants to test him out with regards to having a fight with him. And I like the first couple of minutes of this fight. Again, for me, it goes on way too long. It really, really does. I know I'll be the only one standing on my own in the miserable corner saying this. <laughs> yeah. but it I like does it. Just the first on. two fights I thought were okay. Firstly, fight. What annoyed me was the Agent Smith fight that's coming up. Oh, that's the best fight minutes. I've ever seen. That one. I oh, love that no, fight. No, no, oh, here we go. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. It's a low, 
It's crap. I don't he's want a, Deontay he's Wilder. He's fucking moves tonight, isn't he? <laughs> he is, isn't he? He's, Get he rid is, of Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. Show that fight, because I fucking loved it, honestly. <laughs> Such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Well, 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 you're right. It's more realistic than anything John Wick 2 can give out. So. Oh, there we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Such a bell end, honestly. Wrestling yes, is am. the fucking fakest thing ever. Really, no. really. Wow, that's really harsh. That's really harsh. Yeah, it's true. It's true, though. But I do like the film The Wrestler. It is an amazing film. I love that. The film. Wrestler. Is I'll the always wrestler be grateful is an amazing for you to introduce that into my life because that is such I, a I think, film. Yeah. That, and was it The Princess Bride I introduced you to as well? We really like that. Yeah. I remember you know, never seen that and you were like, oh, I really like that. And French Kissing, you introduced me to that as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so grateful about that one. <laughs> no, 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 no. Fairy tongues. Not good, is it? Because so, <laughs> Neil does it. Yeah. Neil, I'm sure, yeah, that's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. Absolutely. So if it, yeah. if it wasn't for Neil... I wouldn't know there's too many to toss these salads. So, there you go. <laughs> well, you're the vegetarian, mate. So, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Lick, the, yeah, lick, don't, lick don't swallow. Moving on. This tangent so much sometimes in a really bad direction. You know? I know it is. <laughs> so, Neo goes. You were at the, see... the fight scene. Yeah, the fight scene. Yeah, it's coming to the fight scene. Is this a different. Um, Towards the end, you've got you go to see the Oracle now, which is the same one from the first one. At the end of this film, is the Oracle a different one? No, uh, the Oracle died. The actress that played it died. Yeah. Between this film and the third film, uh, so okay. she's the same. Yeah, which is why then they had to come up with a, obviously a storyline as to why she's right. changed her image. But yeah, it's the same one. Do you know I've actually right. watched the third one? It fucking shows what an impact it made. I actually did sit and watch it when it was on Netflix. <laughs> so, yeah, I can't believe it's off Netflix now. What a bunch of assholes! I know, I know. <laughs> what crap timing. Yeah, they didn't put yeah, it out for very brilliant. long, did they? That was no. shocking. Uh, I think, I don't know, they had it on for a good six, seven months. So I, was I, it I really? Them all, uh, yeah, <laughs> I watched them all last. I'm sure at the beginning of the year I watched them all. Oh, fuck, I yeah. take that back. I watched yeah. them all with... Yeah. Jesus, I'm so aware of this. I really am. Yeah. So he goes to see the Matrix, and wh- what is it they talk about? Tell me, Neil. L- help me understand their conversations, because unless someone's standing behind them with like a cue board written <laughs> in stupid words of this is what they're talking about, I am often lost, and then I think about other things. Let's get the obvious stuff out of the way. You're not human, are you? And it's tough to get any more obvious than that. If I had to guess. I'd say you're a program from the machine world. So far, so good. But if that's true, that could mean you are part of this system. Another kind of control. Keep going. I suppose the most obvious question is, how can I trust you? This is basically leading up to the fact that he needs to get, he needs to find someone that can open the door so he can meet the person who created the matrix basically and he's got to make choices along the way it's up to him basically if he wants to do it or not because he is the one but he has to decide if he's going to do it or not basically and make and potentially make sacrifices along the way because obviously he's having these dreams isn't he yeah of, of trinity dying 
Um, and he sort of explains that to her and she sort of said, look, you've got the site. So, you know, that it's going to happen and what's going to happen, but you don't know when and and how, if you're even going to be able to sort of stop it, if you like. Right. But well, as it's all pre-written much, kind of thing already. Yeah, there is a way it, it goes into it very much at the end of the film. Which I thought was quite clever, but basically, yeah, there's there's a way that things should go, and he's able to. He's the only one that can actually do it, such as go and see the original person who created the Matrix. No one else is going to be able to go there because he's then haven't got the ability to go there. But ultimately, it's his choice, and very much like in the first one, she had she even though she knew he was the one, she had to tell him that he wasn't so he could find it out for himself. Oh, so he is the one? Yes. Oh, I, I was still fucking thinking he wasn't, that he thought he was, but he wasn't. No. He is ah. the one. I'm a number two that I'm often told. I don't <laughs> know well, well, Neo's, <laughs> Neo's an anagram of one, isn't it? So, that's that so... Me? I thought I was... There's no W in it, though, is there? No. <laughs> 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 you <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm on it tonight. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's easily. Oh my god! <laughs> so, uh, I, 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 I don't like you now. That 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 comment gave me physical pain. Yeah, <laughs> it was oh. a good joke. It was, I thought it was very good. It was, it was good <laughs> for the kids, you know. It was well, the cleanest joke of the cast. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, so the Oracle tells Neo exactly what Neil just spoke about, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then. The good bit, Agent Smith comes along. And I, I really like Agent Smith. I think Hugo Weaven is really, really good in this. And I, I like the twist that he does multiply. And he's manages... Uh, and you can correct me, jump in any time, Neil, because I will be going on. It's like work. I talk to, a, like, a client at work. I think I know what I'm talking about. And then I look up and the person opposite me is trying to signal as if, like, you're talking bollocks, it's all wrong. And then I realise that... <laughs> In fact, I don't know what I'm talking about. So jump in. That he's managed to break down everyone else in the Matrix and their computer program and change into them, or they change into him. That's right, isn't it? Or not? Basically, he's still got the abilities of the agents who can turn them. They can morph into someone, can't they? Move, but instead of morphing into that person and not being there anymore, he can just multiply his his program into numerous people basically ah oh, that's what i was about to say as well i was about to yeah to follow up with yeah. that part yeah of course yeah and it's good that he tries to change neo and obviously he can't change neo which leads into a fight and initially i like this fight when there's only a few of them when he's fighting about six of them i think it's pretty good mm. more so because I like looking at the faces of the agents just to see if you can spot any like, fuck ups in the special effects or masks or or how they're doing it or people who aren't moving in sync more for the special effects side of things. But when it does get loads, when more and more and more come out, it gets absolutely ridiculous. And I, I felt that they were doing this as an exercise of how much they can push special effects and how this hasn't been done before. And they lost me completely. I, I'm, again, I'm probably on my own with that, but it just bored me. Neo flicking around back and forth, just 
I got so tired. I got so fatigued of watching him do it. Mr. Anderson. You got my package? Yeah. Oh, good. Whoever it is, he's not reading like an agent. Surprised to see me? No. Then you're aware of it. Of what? Our connection. I don't fully understand how it happened. Perhaps some part of you imprinted onto me something overwritten or copied. It is at this point irrelevant. What matters is that whatever happened, happened for a reason. And what reason is that? I killed you, Mr. Anderson. I watched you die. Yes, I I have to partly agree with you. Initially, very, very good. It was fun to see that, you know, he knew he couldn't beat him. So he was sort of just throwing more and more copies of himself at him to try and sort of beat him. And he, he could see that he was clearly enjoying it. But the CGI in this does fall apart, doesn't it? Yeah, 100%. Ooh. Doesn't it, Jay? I mean, James, you must definitely thought that as well. It when does, doesn't it? Yeah, the, the longer, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when he's going around on that pole and stuff like that, and then you start, he throws one of them at a group of them, and they use the 10 pin polling pin sound. When yes, they that took us. Oh, yeah. oh. That was so silly. It's not, it's not Tom and Jerry, is it? No, um, it's like that yeah. moment in one of the James Bond films where the, they do the car jump and they do that sort of. It's just like, why yeah, have you yeah. done that? I know the one you mean. <laughs> yeah. Why, why have no. you put that sound effect in? Because clearly that's I not don't know. <laughs> I can only assume they put it in a, in a joke <laughs> and then forgot to undo it or something. I don't know. Yeah, it was very weird. And you're right about, you're right about that because the CGI, the longer it goes on for, because this was what, um, uh, mid 2000s, wasn't it? So I think the only film that was getting CGI about right at this point was probably the Lord of the Rings films. You know the orcs and everything, and they yeah. they they had a mixture of CGI and prosthetics, and and over here they relied. I think you're right, too much on CGI. They let the shot too much on that CGI, and it almost reminded me of. Do you remember the first Spider-Man film with Tobey Maguire? Yeah. That scene. Yeah. When when he first gets his power and he's running, it's quite clearly a completely. Or he almost <laughs> looks cartoony, doesn't, yeah. doesn't it? That one, one point. It, yeah, it looked it looked really shonky and bad, and it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. It, they needed to cut that fight by half, and it would have been really good, I think, yeah. as you said. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, that's you. amazing. You agree. Blimey, I'm well chuffed. <laughs> but you said you said this is your favourite bit. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Just to annoy you. I just, I'm in <laughs> oh, one of those no. childish <laughs> moods. You, annoy me. you, know? you are, aren't you? Ah, I am. Yeah. I'm in a childish mood. But you see Niobe, who's uh, Jada Pinkett Smith. And the the captain, there's something going on between them two previous relationships, and she's jealous of, uh, he's jealous of Neo, and he's again when they're calling out for people to to give up their ships and stuff like that, he's very regimented, and she's willing to go with Neo. Do you think she believes in Neo's calls, or she'd like, sorry, not Neo's calls, Morpheus's calls, or do you think that um, she'd like to have a ride on his Ebenezer? What do you think? <laughs> I think she's already ridden his Ebenezer. Um, yeah, they used to ride Ebenezer's quite a lot. Um, ah. I think the comment that he makes that no man would be willing, would be stupid enough, pissed her off because she's like, "Hang on a minute, I have vagina. Um, I'm not a man. I'm a woman. 
that don't speak for me. So I think she just got fucked off with him and his the way he sort of spoke and thought, you know what, screw you, and yeah. went and did it. That that's the reason I saw because as soon as he said that, it panned to her and her face was like, "Fuck off, mate." So. No, I got that impression as well. I didn't know whether it was more feelings that she may have towards him or whether it's it was both. just... She, yeah, yeah, possibly. I mean, what did you think of that, Jay? But I think it was the right thing to do because her character trusts him rather than mm. wants any, any special rides. Yeah, that's, I, what, that's what I, I can imagine you're probably I like right. That. I like that. Um, so to go and see... Uh, they want to go and get the 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 lock keeper, don't they, or the locksmith, or whatever the fuck this person is called. Some stupid name. Why don't they just call him Bob? So they want to go and see Bob. And, the the um, keymaster is it? The keymaster or is that Ghostbusters? Uh, I got the confused. Master. The keymaster, the keymaker, and the lock keeper. The gatekeeper. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just I didn't know whether I was getting into kind of canal boats when I started thinking about the lock keeper or not, but. I tell you what, go... when he's opening the door, that would have been one hell of a cameo, wouldn't it? If there's Sigourney Weaver there and a little, uh, and a little <laughs> dress from Ghostbusters. That would have been fucking awesome. That would have been, been, awesome. been... <laughs> that's, that's that's really, really oh, good. wrong door. Are you the gatekeeper? Been... Wrong door. <laughs> so good that would have been. If I would have opened it, it would have been a set of another film. That would have been <laughs> so good. It's just been awesome. Just like in Deadpool or something like that. It would have been brilliant. Yeah. But, so they want to go and find this guy. Um, but to do that, they need to negotiate. And again, the cast of this film is, I didn't realise how fucking big it was. Um, but you get Monica Bellucci, who is always said, she's my girl. She is just absolutely stunning. Monica Bellucci is. Let's get some thoughts on Monica Bellucci. She needs some time on this podcast to be spoken about. Is she a yes or is she before? a no? You can never do it too much, though, can you? Yeah, never, ever do it Wasn't she much. in the, the wonderful shoot up Yeah, she was in the film you gave four out of five for, shoot them up Yeah, zero. Oh, wow. Zero oh, no. out of five. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. By default, she's a no then, Stu. Any, anyone that chooses to be in a horrible film like that. Oh. Yeah. She's, yeah, she's sorry, an Stu. attractive lady. She is an attractive lady, but <laughs> that's as <clears throat> far as I go. Oh, she's absolutely stunning, isn't she? She plays a Persephone or saxophone, or something like that. Persephone. 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 Sa- saxophone or something, yeah. <laughs> wow. So we're getting a bit of Freudian here. What is the geezer called? Who, the, um, who's the, the French-speaking gentleman? Who's the other half? What, I can't think of his name now. It's got some flash name, hasn't he? But he's there, and he is just as powerful as Neo, isn't he? He can manipulate the program just like Neo can, can't he? Yeah, he's a mayor of Mayor of Innigan. Mayor of Innigan? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know, mate. I'm done. I'm done. And I'm he has hairs now. on his chinigan. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <coughs> he does. That's him. That's him. That's him. Yeah, yeah, poor. Yeah, poor old mayor of begin again and begin again. Yeah. Yeah, he's a very powerful program, isn't he? So he, he can Ooh. manipulate certain things and he can he has lots of other programs working for him. Um Yeah. So yeah, he's he's dangerous. 
He is, and he kind of goes demonstrates how powerful he is when they sit at the dinner table. In like I should, imagine, I thought it was like a restaurant that he actually owns. Um, and there's a lady eating this uh, dessert, and he explains that the taste of dessert is going to make her orgasm, and you kind of gets broken down into like a computer program of her lady garden of when she orgasms eating this, and it's a demonstration of he can change whatever he wants and whatever people's experiences are. Um, like a show, like a cockfight, really, a cock measuring competition for Neo, isn't it? That's the purpose of this. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And you've got the two twins, and um, like the kind of albino twins with dreadlocks, and and they've got the power to kind of morph through walls and things like that. I thought I like these. I thought they were really, really good. That's like original in this, but I think I thought they weren't used enough. I don't know what your thoughts <laughs> are of these two brothers. And they yeah, are brothers cool, in real life, Adrian and Neil are. Raymond. Yeah. Yeah. British guys, aren't they? Um They are, yeah. Yeah. No, they they I think they're very, they are cool, aren't they, to be fair. They are pretty original and but yeah, I yeah. think you're right. They aren't used as much as you'd hope they would have done. To be honest. No. But, yeah. And they work for Michael Finnegan and <laughs> him alone. When <laughs> they stroke his chinnigan, yeah. <laughs> and it's weird but i'd like to know and i've always said this when we watch things i like to know certain things which are pretty pointless to most other people i'd like to know why they're working for him like their allegiance to him because they seem so powerful that they could do whatever they wanted regardless of being with this guy because programs like that i think are wanted as in they shouldn't be in the matrix they're errors from previous matrix I mean, it kind, yeah. of, it kind of explains, like, why you have the whole werewolves, vampires, things like that, the myths. They are all um, from previous Matrix, Matrix programs that have been left over, and I think they're wanted. So I'm assuming if an agent saw them, they'd kind of apprehend them. So I, I imagine by staying with this guy, Michael Finnegan, as, as we're now naming him, I think yeah. it keeps him also slightly safer. That, yeah. that's, what, that's what I think. I don't know if that's right. But. No, I, I actually completely, I think that's a very good way of explaining it, to be honest. I was about to explain it in the same way, just for the record. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> yes. Of course. <laughs> and you get Monica Belushi. You, you learn that she's very lonely existence, even though she's married to someone who's really, really powerful, that he does dip his wick in other ink pots, as we find out. And that... She will uh, hand over um, the gatekeeper or the locksmith or whoever this guy wants to be called only for a kiss from uh, Neo and a kiss that he would give Trinity because she can see the love between them. And it doesn't go down very well. And I just wondered, is this something that um, fucking Neo pulled uh, the Wachowski brothers aside and said, look, I've got an idea for a story. How about? she kisses me and it would add some drama to this what would you think of that idea because that's the kind of thing i'd do if i can get a chance you know what i mean i bet if i bet that started off as this needs a sex scene like uh wesley snipes tried to do in blade and they sort of said no (laughs) and all right can i have a kiss all right if it shuts you up (laughs) (laughs) it would be great yeah i think to show how neo how powerful neo is that if he gets pulled off in the uh, the of this restaurant, I think it'll be a good demonstration. 
Uh, how do you explain that? Uh, it's kind of really subtle story. I don't need to go into too much detail about it, yeah. but if Monica Belushi does it, it will be absolutely even better. Yeah, I get a tick wank from Monica <laughs> Belushi, yeah. and uh, she shows me with this guy that makes keys. Yeah, okay, That's it. Yeah. let's run with that. Yeah. Yeah. No? Oh, okay. <laughs> I get to motorboat a bad boys <laughs> and, uh, and the power of that kind of opens the door to the gatekeeper. <laughs> but it's good because she shows them where he is and she obviously understands the problems this will cause that that she really, really doesn't care. And I like the fact when they do open the door, you see this um uh, this kind of oriental guy with the gatekeeper looks very humble who's making keys as they go into this room and the key there's thousands and thousands of keys that he's made uh and i don't know why he's made so many keys that's never explained but he that's yeah kind of why is he making those keys who for what for maybe it is for the guy that's got him captive maybe he wants to go anywhere he wants. I, don't I mean, he could get a job in Timpsons, couldn't he? In the local high street making he, keys for people. He could. He'd put the rest of the locksmiths out of business, though, wouldn't he? Let's be fair. That's very true. Other locksmiths are available, of That's course. That's true. They are. <laughs> and Michael Finnegan <laughs> realises that uh, she he has been betrayed and he gets his gang, who is just the same size as Neo's gang, um, to have a bit of a showdown. I do like this. I like where it's set. You've got the marble staircase either side. You've got these statues, which are obviously going to get destroyed. And handily enough, you've got weapons on each wall, which they can fight with. And I like this. It doesn't go on for too long. You get different people fighting against each other with different weapons rather than guns, which does make a real change. I really enjoy this. It flows really, really well. I don't know whether, because I know you said after the Agent Smith fight, Jay, the fights go downhill whether you feel the same about this. I lied. Clearly, I completely... Yeah. Um, no, I thought this was quite... <laughs> yeah, clearly. I completely, I completely forgot about this fight, if I'm honest. I thought this was quite good, because it also shows that um, Neo can still be hurt, doesn't it? Because uh, one of the man- managers to cut him with the axe, despite Neo, or one of the swords, uh, showing how strong he is, he bleeds, which gets Finnegan, Mr. Finnegan quite excited. It does. They should have used the Rocky line, shouldn't they? When Rocky gets, uh, when Drago gets cut. He's yes. cut. The Russians cut. It's a bad cut. And they would have been just so good. See, he's not a human. He's not a machine. He's a man. It would have been really, really good. But that's just me. I've just or, watched Rocky or 4 again. Predator. Or from Predator. If it, yeah, bleed, if, it if it bleeds, we can kill it. Yeah. Oh. But I think I'd have well, issues picking a fight with a geezer who stops the sword with his hand. And doesn't really flinch. I'd still think he's properly hard. I, I really, really do. But I don't mean hard as in the uh, Viagra enhanced way that he's just very hard. That still sounds wrong, doesn't it? It really yeah, it does. does. It does, Stu. You, you still are alluding to his penis. I am, aren't I? It's, <laughs> I think it's because I, as I watch this now, they're all holding massive weapons, that the phallic symbols of things, and it's going through my mind, and it's... It's persuading as, what I say to people on this podcast. As long as you're not holding your weapon at the same time. I stroked it as I spoke about in the last one when we spoke <laughs> about Zion when I was very militarised <laughs> speaking about rubbing weapons. So, <laughs> that's me. But yeah, as I say, I did like it that he was fighting, especially when he had those Ninja Turtle kind of swords. I know they've got some kind of flash name. Size. The size always matters. That, yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> I did like that, and I like the slow motion of them fighting. It's interesting to see that these guys have the same ability um, to float in the air and fight and bend the program as well, which kind of shows how powerful they are. And it's really handy that all of these statues get their limbs cut off, and that, that's all kind of done. It's If it would have been like an empty room with no objects, it would have been a really, really boring fight, mm. wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. It is it's quite... Boring quite good that it flits between sort of them and um trinity and morpheus sort of running away with the key dude and being chased by the sort of ghosty ones the brothers yeah that the fact it sort of went between the two a bit yeah they have a good really good fight in the car park and you get to see that um and i like it that when they face off against uh morpheus that they I think they're a lot more powerful than Morpheus, so they can morph into different things and they can go invisible and avoid being hit. But it's really good that Morpheus has zero fucks. He does not care about that and he still goes for it anyway. He's still willing to take him on toe-to-toe. And I like the fact that it shows what a badass Morpheus is. Although, he had plenty of opportunity to actually kill Morpheus at this point and they didn't do that for some reason. When he got in the car, him rolling, someone of Morpheus' age rolling over that car bonnet, I mean, A, he would have put his back out, he'd have had to do a couple of stretches, and they could have <laughs> taken him out easy. Yeah, but it's the Matrix. It's it's not about age in the Matrix, is it? No, you're no. Very, that's true, that's true. It probably would be of me. I'd still get bloody asthma running down the road, no, my luck. <laughs> <laughs> so... So, that'd be funny someone in the someone yeah someone in the never connects going get the pump pump in yeah he needs <laughs> his inhaler having an asthma attack on the floor why do we keep sending him in for fuck's sake it's <laughs> just so out of shape it's the... <laughs> but they do have a really really good car chase um and the car chase when it gets to the motorway uh, as in the facts is that they rebuilt this didn't they and it's like mm. a, uh, an unused airstrip or something and they built this into a motorway just for this scene because it was too dangerous i think it's something yes. like that anyway isn't it that's interesting yeah. didn't they yeah. yeah yeah they really went to they town did. It. and i think gm and I gave think... them gone no best scene in the film for me this is oh really this whole, this whole sequence yep mm-hmm. really really good amazing is that a controversial thing to say neil no, because everyone likes different parts. You like Trinity well side boob, and you know James likes this <laughs> side boob. Yeah, I thought the set. It was a, yeah. yeah, fantastic true. set of piece. The CGI didn't completely ruin it like it did. I think the Agent Smith fight. There was a, mm. there was a lot going on. Neo came in to save the day at the last minute. You saw Morpheus. I think it's the first time in the film properly since the first Matrix. Um, when Morpheus went up against an agent, where you thought, "Oh my God, you know, someone, someone, you know, you know, Morpheus' life was genuinely, genuinely in danger." I think during this as well, I felt it the first time watching it. Mm. No, I completely agree. I, I thought that Morpheus, when I first watched this, I thought Morpheus was going to die. Um, yeah, because yeah. he's getting his ass kicked. He really is. And you've got these two brothers who can morph into vehicles. And I, I do like the scene when. He gets kicked out on the road and he's waiting for his brother to come along in the car. So he kind of morphs, turns invisible. And as the car drives through him, it kind of picks him up. I thought that was a really, really clever idea. And the special effects do hold up on that. I like that. They're very ghostly, aren't they? Yes. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. I think but, 
Yeah, there are certain elements, isn't there, with the film that the special effects still hold up. And these two, the brothers, they obviously spent a lot of their time sort of working on these two because all the scenes they're in work well, don't they, the special effects? Yeah, definitely. Or could they do that? Could they actually morph it turn invisible? Oh, Was it not special well, effects? Who knows? <laughs> And I like the part where they're on that bridge and it turns into kind of speed, the, the road's running out, and Morpheus pulls that samurai sword. And I thought the brothers died quite easy, considering their special yeah. abilities when that car blows up. I thought that was a bit of a letdown. Yeah. But I, I did like that. And when you look at them jumping off that lorry, there's no way that fucking Trinity timed that jump right either. No, no. They would have fallen short of that lorry quite, quite a few feet, <laughs> wouldn't they? <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) I thought that that lorry they kind of slow mo Trinity's jump, but the lorry's going at like nearly normal speed, and it's like fucking hell. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it it does look good, and she looks hot on a motorbike. So um, yeah, yeah, and it does work really well, and they leave her alone, and that does lead to um, as you said, Jay, the fight on the the top of the lorry against that agent. It's I mean, Morpheus, again, he keeps coming and coming and coming against this agent, even though he starts to get his ass kicked. And even when he's got a samurai sword and that agent's got nothing, he still manages mm. to kick Morpheus' ass, which it was a bit disappointing in a way that he kind of lost so easy. Are these new, improved agents, are they, from the last one? I think, I think so, because when Neo fights... Yeah, because he even says... With the, one of the first, no, I think you're right, Neil, because in the first, one of the first scenes... We see Neo fight the agent. He goes oh, upgrades, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah he, he actually says the term upgrades when he's fighting. Yeah, so Stuart, I think you're on the number there. Oh, there you go. There you go. I learned something. But but Morpheus is about to die, and then Jada Pinkett Smith, um, Niobe, uh, comes and saves his bacon. But then he does go back on, and it's Neo. The special effects again when Neo flies down and saves them. Mm. The special effects are very questionable, which is a real shame. Yeah. Um, because they've done so well with these. And I yeah. think, I don't know which, if it was you, Neil, or James, that spoke about the practical effects being so good and saving this film. Um, Jay. Yeah, Jay. And it's true, because this is, I think they went for about 3,000 cars or something like that. They were donated. Um, and they wrote them all off. And it's just, <laughs> oh my God. when you have these two lorries, obviously you can't do a dark night and be practical effects about it. And Neo comes in like Superman and catches... Um, I think he catches a Morpheus and the gatekeeper as well, isn't it? I think it's both yeah. of them. Yeah, they're yeah. both on top of the lorry because mm. agents they <clears throat> they turn into the drivers of two massive articulated lorries and then drive the lorries at each other, That's causing it. them to crush into and then explode, which is a really quite clever. Though mm. the effects don't hold up now, really. I'm sure they can be done a million times better. Um, but yeah, as they've blown up and they're in the middle of midair, he flies in, doesn't he, and grabs them both out of. Yeah, but, but I do like know, Link's reaction to that though. Mm. He's just like fuck. He can't take much more of this, can he? The yeah. the excitement of it. He's watching, obviously, and he can see what's happening somehow through the Matrix program, and he's like, yes. And when he says, yes. it, it's, yeah, it's good fun. I do like that. And meanwhile, while that whilst that's happening. Um, you've got the Sentinels um, who are, are gathering for an attack on Zion, aren't they? They are. They're drilling through the earth to Zion. 
to wipe everybody out. And it's a brilliant idea. I love the drilling, the, the fact that they can't blast their way through. So they've got these massive, and they look like, they do look like drills or big screws, don't they? Mm. That are going through like the Earth's core to Zion, um, where they're going to be destroyed. So you've currently got Zion is going to be destroyed, and Neo is on his, I suppose he's not really on his own mission, but is he trying to find the the architect? Does he know yet that he's trying to find the architect, or is he just is that where he gets yeah. led to? That's where he gets led to, but he doesn't know that's where he's going. He's just been told that he can end the war on Zion if he goes down this path with this guy that they found, because he'll be able to lead him to the right place, which is based that it's to go to the mainframe, so the the Matrix mainframe to go and take on or speak to the the sort of head computer if you like bill gates right okay so he's the bill gates equivalent of who designed the the original matrix isn't he well yeah the architect is the one he's he's the one that's made the matrix basically because their idea is he's obviously worried that trinity is going to get blown uh get killed because he's had those dreams yeah and they're planning to go and blow up um, this massive... They're trying to blow up this computer, aren't they? So, I mean, They've got to go through the door, and the only way they can get through the door, because there's all the security, is by cutting off all the power to this particular place um, and including the backup system to go through. Otherwise, if they try and go through when it's not, like, Neo would die. Right, and, and it's good. I do like the fact that they've introduced, the, and it isn't euphemisms, <laughs> the, the, the back doors, which wasn't there before. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought that was a really, really good touch, and it's a really yeah. convenient way of being able to manoeuvre around the Matrix without being caught, isn't it? And they mm-hmm. they say that they're these hidden back doors, so it takes zero explanation for the audience yes. To, yes. to have to ask any questions, which is good. Um but you do get when they're discussing everything uh, of their plan of action of how to go through it. I like the fact they, uh, I presume they're exactly the same chairs that they sat in on the original Matrix um, with Neo when Morpheus sat opposite Neo and he offered him the red and the blue pill. And they've got those red leather chairs, haven't they? Mm. The studded chairs. And I like the fact that they've gone back to the original one. Mm. I think that's pretty cool. It does look pretty sick. And they do get in there. And to blow up this, um, like the, what is it, the Electricity Company, I suppose, isn't it? Which yeah, I'm sure a lot of people at the moment would like to blow up several electricity <laughs> companies, really. But um, the price hikes they are making, very topical at the moment. Maybe we should get Morpheus to come and do the same over here. If it... <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> But they do go around the back door. They enter the keymaker's back door. What? What's, what's wrong with that, James? Like, oh my no, god, no, it's no, like no, having no, a no, child, no. isn't it? Uh, it is, sorry. sorry. No, nothing, what? carry on. Sorry, carry on. You call me. <laughs> you you, you, you had me at door. the back doors. <laughs> yeah. And when they, I don't understand when they enter the back door, what Agent Smith is doing there. How did he get into there? He's figured it out, hasn't he? He can go anywhere now. He's as he's he's growing as a program, and he hasn't really got any barriers anymore. So he's he's discovering more and more stuff. 
So that's basically he's figured out a way to get in the back door. <laughs> he's used enough lube to get himself in there. Because he, he is I mean, the, still sort of part of that Matrix program, isn't he? He is indeed. He is so a he's, program of yeah, the Matrix. So he's going to have... Yeah. So he's going to have a much better idea of how to do it than Neo, because uh, Neo obviously needs the key guy, the keysmith, keymaster, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> the keysmith, master locksmith, sounds like a DJ. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> because um, Link yeah. can't see into the, his back door, can he? When he goes through it. No, no. The it's back doors are off limits. They're off limits to Link. He's not allowed. He's not allowed near the back doors. Once he once no. he's in, that's it. <laughs> and then you do see because it all goes Pete Tong and the, Trinity goes against everyone's judgment, especially Neo's, and that's when it flicks back to the start and gives you the explanation as to why she's jumping off, looking incredibly sexy and tight like a tiger, throwing her motorbike, blowing up this um, security office um, because yeah. she's doing that to save Neo. She is because Sentinels find the ship of the crew that's supposed to be blowing up that particular thing or shut it, basically blowing up the power plant or the, no, it's not, it's the backup generator, isn't it? Yeah. So because, mm. because that they all get wiped out by the Sentinels, she has to go in there. Otherwise, if she doesn't do it in time, as soon as they, as soon as the key master dude, locksmith, DJ locksmith opens <laughs> that door, um, Neo would die basically so she has to go in even though she's promised him that she won't go into the matrix because he's scared that she will cop it um yeah she has to do it and thankfully she does yeah and it's great it is good and i do like the confrontation between agent smith and uh neo morpheus as well the conversations they have i do like the way that um agent smith does chat honestly and i love it he's just fearless isn't he he really is great Surprised to see me again, Mr. Anderson. Well, that's the difference between us. I've been expecting you. What do you want, Smith? Oh, you haven't figured that out? Still using all the muscles except the one that matters. I want exactly what you want. I want everything. Would that include a bullet from this gun? Go ahead, shoot. The best thing about being me there's so many it's just weaving he's so fucking cool isn't he he just he really is the way he talks and his his voice is brilliant it is fucking just superb he's such a cool dude i wish he was used more in this to uh, a certain degree because i i think what he talks to people is just so so cool and it's great, and it's really good the way they're just all fighting, kicking shit out of each other in this corridor. And that's when um, DJ Locksmith is spotted by Agent Smith, and he does take one for the team, doesn't he? And he gets shot. He does. But not that's before. All. Yeah, cool. and he opens a door to the, the architect. Is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's after Neo saves Morpheus from Agent Smith trying to take him over, like he did. Yeah, which is to do that at the beginning of the film, which, which is, is good, um, isn't it? Because it yeah. shows that Morpheus is just a normal dude, isn't it? That he can be taken over. Whereas when he tried to do it to Neo when they were fighting after the Oracle, that Neo just is just too powerful, isn't he? 
Yeah, he is. That's the thing. He is the one. He is the one. And he goes into this room with all of these screens around him. And the first time I saw this, uh, I didn't understand it. I think second, third, fourth, fifth, probably time. I didn't understand it. (laughs) Do you get it now? uh, I do. Even years ago, I looked on fucking YouTube and videos and shit like that of trying to understand it. Uh, I actually do get it now that... Uh, Explain it to us and stupid. Here we fucking go. Put my nuts in a vice now. (laughs) That uh, there's loads of screens around, and there's a Morpheus sitting on uh, standing there, and he's talking to him, explaining, uh, asking him questions, getting reactions (laughs) from him, and there's different reactions on the screen because here we go because there's been different Morpheuses there previously who have answered in different ways, and he's looking at how he's answered previously. And how he's adjusted every time he's gone, got to this stage in the Matrix and had this conversation. That's yes. right, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes, baby. I fucking understand something pretty technical. Well, I'm bowing out now. You, you look that up on YouTube. But yeah, no, well done. Well done. No, well you done. told me. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I kind of, after watching this quite a few times, the penny did eventually drop. But I really like that fact. And it's it's a shame that, and it isn't only me, having looked on the internet, there are so many people who found this to be, like, just so beyond uh, understanding on the first viewing and it, it, yeah, it's, it, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because you're watching this, you everyone understood the first film, even though it was confusing. So, has this is this film very clever, or has it failed? Because you now need to go back, because because I did too. You, after watching it, you need to go back and have it explained to you. Is that a failure of the film, or is it clever? Because you need to watch the film again. Tricky, tricky. That's I, tricky. I, yeah, go for it, Neil. No, I mean. You're right, because you do have to go back and watch it. I don't think many mm. people would have got this the first time round. That's, however, quite intelligent, because it, it, if you're interested in it enough, you do want to go back and understand it, Yeah, don't you? Which is clever. You however, it is a failing in the sense of it's, as an audience, you'd prefer just to understand it the first time, wouldn't you? Yeah. Because that's the whole point, isn't it? You go to watch a film to enjoy it and then sort of walk out going, oh, that was, you know... That you understood yeah. where the story goes. You don't want to walk out of the cinema going, "Fucking hell, what the hell just happened?" Sort of thing. <laughs> you know, you, you know, I yeah. just pay good money to be confused. It just, you know, but I think the fact it's quite clever the way they did it, though, wasn't it? The fact that they turned around and said mm. this isn't the first time, and it was a massive twist because you thought, yeah. didn't you? you? I think everyone thought originally that this was just the Matrix. It was sort of you didn't realise that this had happened several times before. And so, yeah, I, I thought it was a clever twist, but now you are right. And so I, I think you ha- have to put it down as a failing, wouldn't you, really? I, yeah, I think when there's so many people, I think, um, it, because people wouldn't have made loads of YouTube videos about it or loads of Reddit posts when you just look at it. Even, you know, even new ones are being made today, I think, now the new, you know, the new Matrix film has been announced. But yeah, I think you're right, Neil. It, um, I, I mean, it's, it's different than... It's different if you got it, but then watching it again, you understood more or gave you more Easter eggs. That'd be different. But mm. from the first viewing, I completely didn't get it. I was like, what? I had a tiny idea. I knew yeah. it wasn't the first, mate. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, cool. Yeah, definitely. 
I think if you need to research something too much and look at it. I mean, if you was taking someone on a date and you watched this film and you both, she was in the car with you or he was in the car with you and you're on your way home, it would be the real elephant in the room talking about this part, especially if you didn't get it and you didn't want to admit to that person that you didn't have a fucking clue <laughs> what they were talking about. You'd be like, yeah, I really like that chat with the, <coughs> the architect at the end. Did you? Yeah. And that would be it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Moving on. Yeah, moving on. But, but I did like the fact that once you do understand it, I think it really gives some depth to this film, as in mm. uh, how long it's gone on for. And as you said, Neil, the, the twist in it, that there's been several Neos beforehand. And he, he isn't unique. And there have been other people, like tryhards, trying to do what he's done, get into this stage like a computer game. I, I, I did enjoy that, but it I just didn't need to be so fucking confusing to me, to be honest, because it really, really... No, it's is, the way it's told, I yeah. think. Yeah. How many long words does the architect use? Gee, that's, that's what annoyed me. It was as if it was pointing out my failings in my education. Yes. He uses <laughs> no, words no, no, you no, don't no. need to use. While it remains a burden assiduously avoided, it is not unexpected and thus not beyond a measure of control, which has led you inexorably here. I prefer counting from the emergence of one integral anomaly to the emergence of the next, in which case this is the sixth version. As you are undoubtedly gathering, the anomaly is systemic, creating fluctuations in even the most simplistic equations. But there's a reason he's using the big word, because he explains that they made a matrix, it was perfect, and it was wrong. So he's making the matrix, he's like the coder. That's why you have the oracle, I think, to all the yeah, comments slightly later, because she's more of a psychologist. She understands humans, yes. and which is why they made the most recent matrix together. He's using the big words, because he's almost like a computer. He does not understand emotion and everything yeah. like, like that, which is, yeah, doesn't it, does he? Which is ultimately no, why he doesn't get why, sex you know, from why anyone. he assumes. Yeah, yeah, that too. But he's he using it because he's a virgin always... and he can't use long words because he's, that's it. He's got nothing else well, to use go. apart from there long words. But it's very confusing. There we go. But it you, is, off, it off is the really podcast, confusing. James, you speak like this, don't you? No, I don't. You're, you're I, a very I, intelligent I don't, I don't. person. I'm not very intelligent. I've, I've, got, I've got the IQ of a cremated slug. Trust me. Um, so no, but that's why and he doesn't understand because he assumes that that he gives Neo two choices, doesn't he? Either either save the you know you know um, either go out there and try and save the girl or go out there um, or save humanity, isn't it? But you know by pressing this button. But what he doesn't understand is obviously Neo's connection to Trinity, which is the first time this has happened, and that's and that ends up being the downfall of the matrix itself and continuing into the third film, doesn't it? Because yeah. the Oracle kind of played matchmaker by kind of setting them two up in the first matrix. Knowing she that, did. Yeah. Knowing that it would come to this and Neo would make a different decision than the others. Hoping that he would. Hoping. Yeah. yeah sorry. Yeah. Hoping. Yeah. Cause basically uh, all the ones before have all saved or they've, they've made their choices, haven't they? And they've walked through mm. the door and, Saved Zion, Restart, yeah, or, or re, and re, basically hit the reset button, um, mm. and it all starts again. Whereas, and you can see because he's going to make the choice of no, I'm in love with Trinity, I'm going to go and save her. He instantly attacks the human side of him, doesn't he? In the sense of, oh, you know, your biggest weakness is 
these feelings that you have which are based on nothing and apart from making you do things that you would never normally do and all this sort of mm. stuff trying to yeah. persuade him not to do it because i guess they have never had anyone do that before yeah it's what leads on to what happens when he's out of the matrix which is another quite interesting plot twist isn't it it is think, it is i mean it is i think it's amazing you got all of that from this fucking film i didn't know whether you've been had a like extra booklet that came with this film <laughs> that explained it because i thought how the fuck are you getting this from this film <laughs> i like it Stu. i i like the story i like how yeah interwoven it is and the fact it does make you think about you know like jay just alluded to at the end of the day he that the architect is just a computer program it can only say and do what it's told to and it's showing you that people it's like a lot of films sort of try and go down that route with terminator's done the same thing hasn't it with reprogramming the mm. t one the t800 and stuff like that making it more human only humans can make free will choices and it, it's a nice it's a nice way of saying that <clears throat> no matter how fucked you are, at least we can still make a choice. We're not told yeah. what we can do, what we have to do. Or if, yeah. even if we are told what we have to do, we can say, no, we're not doing that. Thanks very much. Yeah. No, I think you're spot on, mate. I do like that. I mean, I just never fucking got that from this film. I've got a brain <laughs> like Homer Simpson, a little monkey on a fucking symbols, just bashing them together. <laughs> That's about it, really. It's just like, yeah, I don't understand it. It's just a noise now. Oh, uh, fair enough. I'll just okay. have a look on. My, I'll have a look on my phone for a bit, and then look at the screen in a minute. So. <laughs> <laughs> but he does fly. He does his Superman bit again, and as you say, he defies what the architect believes that he will do, and he does go and save um, Trinity, who's been shot, as we saw at the start of it, uh, and is falling down. And again, I do like reaction from Link, and I do like the special effects when he's flying through the city, and you've got the glass splitting either side as it shatters as the speed goes and it's interesting and i really don't know how i feel about it the first time i saw this i fucking rolled my eyes um of when she's got that bullet in her she's obviously been shot by the agent and he puts his hand inside her and uh he pulls the bullet out and he kind of i think he heart massages her as well doesn't he i yeah. i i, I I can understand he can do this, and it's another demonstration of just how powerful he is. But I, I, I didn't like it to be honest. I'd rather her die. I, I really mean, uh, would have made you rather her die. Yeah, cause I'd like him to make the human decision. And even though it didn't work out that she does die, I know they're in love. But the fact that he still has made that human decision. Um, to and at that own free will, as you pointed out earlier, Neil, he still had that choice, even though she's dead. He had that choice and he couldn't save her. And that possibly he isn't as powerful, and there are certain things he can't do. But when he put his hand like inside her chest and heart massaged her, I just thought, oh fuck off! It's just, just it's too much. I, I really don't need this, and I know I'm a miserable bastard. You are. But it was busted. just nonsense. Yeah, I know. I know. It isn't nonsense though, because it's a computer program. Yeah, it's not like you're doing a cheat on a Super yeah. Nintendo game. Basically, that is exactly right, James. It's a very good way of putting oh, it. Cheers, no, no, it's right. It's, it's true though, isn't it? It's like if that mm. was in, if he was in the outside world, outside of the Matrix, yeah, he couldn't have done that. That's absolute nonsense. 
but he's in he's a computer program she's died in the computer program so why couldn't he bring her back to life if he can fly through the air and do all these other weird and wonderful things why couldn't he do that and that just goes to show how much he loves her and and that i liked it you're a yeah. soppy fucker. You said that I'm a soppy fucker last week. Yeah. And you say this. Seriously. I am I a am soppy not... git sometimes, but, you know, it's... I, look, ultimately, I like this series of films. I know they have their faults as they go on. And, you know, we'll talk about the third one at another time, which I'm sure you will really enjoy. But, you know, <laughs> I, I just I like this film. I like the fact that they push the boundaries with certain things. And I... I you know, it's always the trope, though, isn't it? In most films, oh, someone that someone else loves dies. Oh, and then they can mope about it. Rather yeah. than it being that same old trope every fucking time, he saves her and does it in a really cool way. Yeah, I think the first time I watched it, I thought she was dead, you know. Yeah, you? oh, you, you did <clears> think <throat> that. Because yeah. mm. yeah. I understand this, and this is where it, I think, because in the first one, he dies and then she whispers into his corpse on the Evercanezer saying, you know, I love you, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden he comes back to life, which to me didn't really make much sense. And yeah. We spoke about that. Whereas at least yeah. this one, he's in the Matrix. He can he can sort of bring her back to life, if you see what I mean. It made more sense to me this way around than the other way. Yeah. No, well, I, I, I understand yeah. that. I understand that. Yeah. He's, got, he's the powerful one after all, isn't he? He's the one. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, no, I, th- I think in the first film, uh, I, I used to get annoyed at that as well, Neil. But then I think I must have been listening to the commentary or something above it. And the reason why he dies is because he doesn't believe he's the one. And she whispers to him, doesn't she, that you must be the one because yeah. the. Yeah, yeah. And then he realizes he must be the one. Yeah, but that was a bit tropey, wasn't it? I well, mean, it that, that's the only it's... way I kind of half accepted it. You're right, yeah. Oh, no, I completely get the fact that, obviously, she's fallen in love with him and the, the Oracle term yeah. said, you have to be the one because I will fall in love with the one and I fall in love with you, blah, blah, yeah. blah. But the fact is, he's flatlined. She's talking oh, that's to true. A, that's kind she's of true. talking to a fucking to a Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I think that's what, yeah. He's oh, I'm awake. Hello. Yeah, yeah. You know. yeah. So, yeah, his heart restarts. Yeah, you're right, I think. Whereas yeah. the other way around, he's in yeah, the Matrix and, and does it. So You convinced me there, definitely. Yeah. So when they actually come out of the Matrix and they're back in Zion for, and they're on this Matrix, <clears> the Sentinels are coming there. It looks like they're going to die, and it's they jump off the spaceship, and you've got the Sentinels flying towards them. Bearing in mind they're not in the Matrix anymore, and Neo turns around and says, "Basically, I'm sick of fucking running all the time." And he turns around and takes a stance, and he uses his kind of like like the force choke kind of thing on mm. these Sentinels coming towards him. And stops them. How does he manage to do that? How do you explain? He's not in the Matrix. There's no program to bend. How does he manage to stop these from flying? Well, they are. They are. They are still. They are still part of the computer code. No, they're not in the Matrix, but they're still machines. How can he stop them? It's Basically, gone. Gone, James. No, I don't know. To be honest, Neil, because I don't. I don't know. I was going to wing it and I was going to be like well let's see what this goes just to, just to upset you but you mate you go <laughs> I like I like your enthusiasm there James I wish I hadn't stopped you to be honest <laughs> um, it's because it's because it's because you're a shithead because <laughs> <laughs> you can okay it's because you can yeah. um, no see has Agent Smith has obviously gone into the human world hasn't he 
he needs yeah. been able to manipulate that because Neo's made this choice and gone through that door and not done the choices that he normally would have when he's come back out of the matrix because he's made that choice part of his powers that he's got from the program has been imprinted like james said earlier into his actual self <clears throat> so he isn't as exactly as powerful as he was in the matrix but he has brought over some of those abilities with him to the real world so he knows that he, he even he says when he comes out he feels different it's not he doesn't feel the same and he believes that he can control he's got this ability to stop them and he tries he he thinks he'll have a go and he does and obviously he collapses doesn't he and goes into a coma mm, yeah but that's that's how i took it so basically how agent smith was able to manipulate himself into the human world neo has been able to manipulate some of his abilities out of the matrix into the, the real him okay Okay, that's fair enough. I, mean, I, I think that might get explained more in the third film as well. Yeah, I think it does. I mean, yeah. But from watching this and, you know, not having, if you would say we haven't seen the third one, that's mm. how I took it. I believe that's what's happened. Uh, okay, yeah. Because no one's ever t- made that choice of going through that door <clears throat> yeah. and deciding to face the Sentinels themselves. It's obviously put a chain of events together that never that's never been seen. No. Yeah, and again, I was going to say that if I was given, of course, of course, the you chance, yeah. obviously, and I'm yeah. sure James would have done as well. But I stopped him, so I apologise. <laughs> I don't think I'll say. I don't think I was going to say that, Neil. I don't know what the hell would have come out of my mouth. So it, it ends with them talking at the table with another crew as to um, how the, their plan went wrong, and they suspect that there is like an imposter don't they that there's someone who's kind of trying to sabotage things mm-hmm. and that's when you do see neo laying on the table who's obviously as you said earlier neil that who collapsed when he stopped those sentinels and then you do get the other guy who was entered by agent smith um who's also passed out as well who killed the other crew who were trying to destroy that power station and then it says to be concluded and i was left wondering whether he's hooked up to this guy and he's going to try and get an agent uh, Neo's mind. I, I thought they were hooked up together, but they're not. They're just both in a coma, aren't they? Yeah, they're both just in a medical ward and in comas. So. Oh. And that, yeah, and that's how it ends. And mm. they kind of leave you, unlike the first one, where you kind of think, "Will there be another one?" They tell you that it's going to be concluded, and they leave you wanting more. And did you want more at the end of this? I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I was on my own on that one then. I yeah. thought, fucking hell. We concluded. I'm willing to wait another half an hour if they want to actually conclude it. I really don't mind. I'm more than happy. Oh, but oh dear, oh dear. I know, I know. A little grumpy grumps. But oh. that that is the Matrix 2004. <clears throat> the Matrix Reloaded 2003. Sorry, and we will be the Matrix Revolutions is the next one, isn't it? I believe. It is. It's the last one. Revolutions. It's Matrix yes. Revolutions. Which we will be doing at some point. I mean, um, uh, with regards to this, I mean, you know, I think you know where I stand anyway. But um, I, Go on. Go on. I thought this film was all right. I don't. I'd watch it if it was on. But again, if uh, Married at First Sight was on, I'd rather watch that um, than watch this. I oh, found it. I found it pretty <laughs> laborious. The flight. The fights are pretty good. A bit repetitive. And I didn't really understand about 70% of it. And after about five times of watching this, 
it's as if someone walks behind you all day saying you're an idiot you're an idiot you're an idiot <laughs> and i got that for two hours and 17 minutes however long this film is because it's just give me boobs and i'm happy that's just that's all i need really give me a carry-on film that will do me but it, it was all right it wasn't nothing special i'll give it about two and a half out of five um i'd recommend it just so people can look at the architect scene just as a challenge to try and understand it um <laughs> uh, so i'm no i'm not the only one i'll be really annoyed if someone watches for the first time i go yeah i understood that i don't know what the problem was i'd hate them forever i really would oh, but, th- but it was all right it was best bits of monica belushi and the rest of it's just like it's all right so nothing special but yeah so that's my thoughts on this i know it's so miserable that it's me all over, <laughs> it really is i love it <laughs> if you do want to watch a film watch halloween kills instead because it's just mindless <laughs> you haven't got to think about and i love it so i, I don't know if neil or james uh, on, i liked it next. i liked it i like i mean well, i think when i come out of the cinema the first time i watch it, it probably would have i was not underwhelmed it would have got like a 2.8 or something but the more i watch it i mean i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it a four if we could oh, give it points it'd be yeah, more yeah. 3.8 but whole number it'll be a four because the more i watch it the more i enjoy it i accept it to, and this is despite the flaws and the main flaws really are the cgi mm-hmm. i think they're, 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 they're trying to tell a good story it does have more layers than the first one i do think it's still somewhat pretentious which is why i could not give it a five but yeah, I I enjoy it, and it's one of those films I can't. It's one of the trilogies I've probably come back to um, once every couple of years, and I watch them all again. Uh, yeah, and I thought this was a solid film. It ended. It was The Empire Strikes Back in terms of it ended on a, on a cliffhanger. <laughs> the heroes are down. You know, Neo Neo's like, I'm not really the one, but am I? I'm, I'm, but it was. It left loads of questions, hoping to be answered in the next film. So yeah, I liked it. Best bit that car chase. Worst bit the freaking. The, the the reliance on that really really bad CGI some of the fight scenes. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you on that one, James. To be honest, yeah. <clears throat> I'd um, yeah, I'd definitely recommend it. I think it's a fantastic trilogy. I know that people have different opinions of it, but I watched the first one and I was really hoping they'd make more, and I was pleased that when they did. And I love the fact that this has got so many twists and turns in it, and it isn't. And I know, Stu, I know you like it laid out like a, you know, a really easy four piece puzzle. But it's. <laughs> <laughs> you think you know, four pieces is easy? You <laughs> well, I was trying to be kind. I was trying to be kind. Um, I like the fact it makes you think, yes, it is very confusing and you do have to watch it more than once, which is a flaw. But the fact it was so good, I wanted to watch it again. And I have many, many times. I've, I've probably watched, I own all three of these films. And I've watched them numerous times because I, I do enjoy the content and the storyline and the, everything. Yeah, the CGI does let it down because I think they've they've clearly tried to do too much in an era where the CGI wasn't there to be able to do it uh, or they didn't put enough money into it because some of it did really stand up. But yeah, I definitely recommend it. I'll give it a good four and a half out of five. Wow. Because um, this is my kind of film um so yeah if it came on i'd definitely watch it and then i'd probably want to watch the first one and the third one again um because i just I, I do i really enjoy it yeah best bits um god it, it's hard to choose really to be honest 
Um, I think I like the I like the stuff with Agent Smith, um, sort of popping up here, there, and everywhere, and stuff, and the fights between them, and also the fight in the castle thing with the marble staircase. I thought yeah. they were two of the best bits, to be honest. And like James said, I think the CGI just sort of does take mm. you out of it a little bit and upsets you because you're like, oh, this is such a good film for me. And then you instantly do think, fucking hell, this is like watching a PS2 game like you said as well earlier, James. But yeah, that's my <laughs> personal opinion, which is very different to you. You grumpy git stew. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, mean, I have to say, I, I watched, um, as I say, the <clears throat> revolutions and, I found that even worse, I have to say. It would be no surprise. I mean, it, it's such a fucking hard film. I think I watched that in about four different bits. And it's it's really, really difficult watching. And it's, yeah, I found that very, very hard. So it's going to be an interesting podcast, especially to get... I mean, obviously, I, I know your opinions, Neil, because um, you really made it no secret. I mean, um, James, I hope you can join us on the pod for... We'll hold for it as well to make sure you are and Paul as oh, well very kind. Uh, to make sure you're on the uh, Revolutions one so I know you've got other commitments going on so it may be the case uh, more than likely that um, during those commitments myself and Neil whether hopefully Paul join us as well we'll just pick out a few random films um, along the way and we'll go from there maybe being Halloween that um, we can have a look to see what scary films maybe Halloween's on uh, I think Halloween 2 might be on. Um, it's on Netflix. Yeah, see if we can do Halloween 2 or something like that, just to fill the gaps until we can get everyone to discuss um, Revolutions when that comes on. Yeah, it is spooky season after all, so I'm sure there'll be plenty of are we, um, wonderful, are we wacky gonna, films. Yeah. Are we all going to watch The Matrix at the cinema, if we can? The new one? Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm really looking forward to it. I've seen the trailers... And he's got yeah. a John Wick haircut and everything, so I, I like that. I thought that was great. But I'm really looking forward to the fourth one. I really I'm am. Really I, I like what I've seen it. Yeah, I'm which really is, not. It puzzles me, Neil, honestly. Why is that? Because they've... I don't want to go into it too Neil, much, but it, it seems really? like it's almost like they, they're they trying to say that it never happened. And I was like, that just seems really like a really hate. fucking lame way of yep. trying to get a fourth one in. And as soon as you say shit like that, that it's just like, I'm not interested in this. Because you just no, they, 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 no, go on. No, I agree with you. I'm, I'm saying no. I hope they're basically doing what they did to the Terminator franchise potentially. Yes. Yes. You're, yeah. For, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Basically, oh, I've invested a lot yeah. of time in the original three films in the sense of I, as I've quite lengthily explained, and then just to turn around, ah, it didn't really happen. That is just a slap yeah. in the face. To I hope that's not the case. I really so, hope. That's not the case. But yes, I will go and see it if we want to review it. But Yeah, yeah. definitely. Definitely. Yeah, it's what's, it. what's worrying is I'm really looking forward to it and you're not, Neil. <laughs> well, it just means that we can have another argument and then and we can kiss and cuddle afterwards. To make that's up. why I love it's it. Fine. Yeah. That's I know that's why about. you argue with me because you just like the makeup sex. It's fine. I, I know. Yeah. I know your game. But yeah, we'll have a look at the schedules. We'll see um, when we can get together to do the Matrix Revolutions um, so we can get all four of us on the pod for that. In the meantime, we'll be doing some fillers. I'd say some spooky films. It'd be always good to do. We'll pick something really um, classic. We can hopefully do Halloween 2 because 
that's got some really good depth in it as well. Something pretty violent. Something to cheer everyone up. That's what the I The killer like sofa. Oh my god, I'm still having fucking nightmares from watching that, honestly. I've not been to DFS since, honestly. It's a terrifying place to visit since I saw the killer sofa. Yeah, you can't but... sit on a sofa with buttons and eyes like that, can you? <laughs> no. Just stay away from it. Definitely, definitely. Any recliners. <laughs> At least I understood that film. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> but we will be back uh, next week with another podcast. Again, don't forget to check out our YouTube channel, Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram. If there's anything you want us to review, let us know. But thanks for listening. We really appreciate your support. And uh, we enjoy doing this. And it's just really, really good fun. So we'll be back again next week. Goodbye, boys and girls. And uh, have a good week. <laughs> <laughs>